It is a bright and beautiful morning. I can feel the sun shining and I have all the things happening today, which is why I feel inspired to answer this cue from my girl Deja Wilson over at the Mighty Muse fam on Facebook, which if you don't know, it's my free Facebook group that I run. We've got about 50 members right now, super intimate group of writers who are constantly supporting each other. They're literally my favorite people. Um, they're like the uber fans and readers and um, really creative writers who are just looking to get stuff done and support each other. And they're making friends. And there's a reason why I call all my muses family because we get real tight knit. We get real close. That being said, Deja asked this question when I put out the call. I was like, hey, what do you guys want to know most about? When it comes to how I write, publish, create, sell, run my business as a creative who does a million and one things, it seems like, right? So Deja goes, I think for me, I'm mostly curious about how much, how you balance it all. You do so much. I know that you do things based on what you want to do and not on what you feel you should do. So I guess I'm just curious about your balance of it all. Such a good question. I have so much to say on this. I didn't even realize how much I had to say on this until she asked me this question. Needless to say, she inspired the fuck out of me. So there's a reason why this episode is called Balance is Bullshit, uh, the tea on how I do it all, because I know on the surface it can seem like a lot is happening, which it is. A lot is happening. I'm constantly doing a million things. I mean, I run a company called Wonderheart Books. I have my own, you know, course creating merch shop kind of company situation thing happening at Amerilustiano.com. I run this podcast now. Uh, what else am I doing? I have a Scribner uh, collaboration that I'm working with them on. We are doing an event called Muse at Home, which if you don't know, if you're catching this episode, it's likely still on their account. Um, if you're catching this episode, let's see, June 12th, I'm going live with my girl, Francina Simone, who is one of my besties. I adore her to pieces. And we're talking about all sorts of fun things. The whole idea behind this collaboration with them is to help them build their community and really create a hub around the Scrivener account on Instagram because they are 100% super focused on bringing writers together and creating a safe space for them. And that really vibes with me. So that being said, I'm doing that. I'm facilitating, hosting, creating, curating that. What else do I do? So I've got the merch shop. I just launched the Mother Muse shop, which is partly in response to how many times I get quoted for things. <laughs> <laughs> that I say. And the other part is in response to everything that's been going on, current events, Black Lives Matter. Um, I really wanted to create something that, or at least channel my anger, frustration, but also the beauty I'm seeing, the support I'm seeing, the creativity I'm seeing, and channel that into a place where I could create these feel-good pieces that you could rock and rep and you know, feel feel like you're part of the fam, right? You can rep it in your offline life, but also that you'd be supporting good causes because I think going forward, I'm going to continue doing what I am doing for this month, June 2020, which is launch month. I'm donating half of all merch sales to five different organizations. Um, and they include, actually, let me pull them up right now for you because I don't have them all memorized. But I know one is like the NAACP, um, the other is Grassroots Law, uh, Know Your Rights Camp. That's another one. I'm almost there. LGBTQ Freedom Fund while I wait for Instagram to load up the page. That's four out of the five. Trans culture di Cultural District, all of which are super important causes to me. If you don't know, I'm Latina. 
Um, my family is deeply entrenched in the LGBTQIA community with respect to the people involved. I don't want to out anyone here. It's, you know, their story to tell. But let's just say being an ally and being the best possible ally to the LGBTQIA community is deeply important to me. Um, like I said, I'm Latina, so I'm POC. And, you know, I've got tons of black friends. So, like, we all do. Like, black lives do fucking matter. And, you know, let me just put this little side note here. If that affects you, that makes you uncomfortable, that's why the hashtag exists. That's why the movement exists. Let's not, let's not even minimize it to a hashtag. That's why the movement exists. Because there is something in you that is triggered by saying something like Black Lives Matter. Because yes, all lives do matter. That's not what the movement is about. The movement is about the fact that Black lives typically don't matter to a lot of people, especially white people. And so, I'm, you know, that's all I'm going to say on For some reason, this fool, <laughs> this fool, by this fool, I mean my recording uh, situation, Anchor, stop recording me. I think I must have clicked something. I'm not even going to blame it on the platform because this platform has been incredibly easy to use. That being said, you're about to listen to a sponsored segment. Just giving you a heads up. This place is monetized. Everything I do in my business is monetized because it is an extension of me. My business is me. My life is my art. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Not even a justification. Just a heads up. You know, hey, this is what I do. <laughs> so I think the reason that this is so important to me, this topic is so important to me, this whole concept of balance is important to me. Because I really genuinely do believe it's bullshit. You know, a lot of the glossy things that you see online aren't actually all that glossy. And if someone looks like everything is, or if someone tends to portray that everything is easy in terms of like keeping all the balls in the air, because I, listen, I will be the first to proclaim writing gets to be easy. Life gets to be easy. Business gets to be easy. Art gets to be easy. And that's all true because that's what I believe and what you believe is the truth. And then when you alter your truth, you alter your beliefs. Or when you alter your beliefs, you alter your truth. However you want to think of it. But I definitely believe those things in part because it's a reminder to me to continue believing in ease versus constantly trying to force myself to do things or to think that things are hard so that I walk through life fucking miserable because that's just not who I am. You thought I just woke up. All the F-bombs are coming out. My voice all raspy. I hear it. I hear it. But that's, that's the real tea. So it is easy, right? But at the same time, that doesn't minimize the fact that it's all work is more what I'm trying to say. Like all of this is work. And anyone who tries to act like it's not work is telling you lies, is feeding you lies, especially because even if it's not work for them, they have teams. They've got people working for them to work on their platforms or to build their businesses or whatever that they've hired. So it's all work. It's work from beginning to end. It's just a matter of whether or not you actually do the work or not, which, you know, that's something going forward that I'm going to be extending out more and more. I'm going to be looking for at some point some kind of assistant to help me deal with all this because there's a lot. There is a lot that I'm doing and there's a lot to keep track of, not to mention the fact that that's all business related, but then there's also the personal aspect of it all, which is like, you know, maintaining friendships and, you know, nurturing relationships and, you know, being there for your family, being there for your friends. Like that all is of a piece also. But here's what I'm going to say about that. This is good to kind of start things off. The main thing I want to point out with that, though, is that we are all responsible for ourselves. We are all responsible for ourselves. You are not responsible for anyone else. 
And if you find yourself constantly itching to check in with people, sometimes that can indicate insecurity. I speak from personal experience on that. You know, if I don't hear from somebody for a while, and this was even up until like a few months ago, if I didn't hear from somebody for a while, an insecurity might come up in my head like, oh, they don't care, they don't give a shit, or I don't give a shit, maybe they're mad at me, and I would run through all of these doubts and whatever. And that is the very definition of making your life hard, harder than it has to be. Because in all honesty, you are not responsible for the other person's thoughts, the way they think about you. That's none of your fucking business. And the second I started to realize that, the second shit got a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier. Because I'm at, at this point, I operate from the place of, if you got something to say, say it to me. And getting to the point where I can also handle when they say shit to me. Which is a whole other battle in and of itself, especially if you're someone like me who grew up deeply insecure, deeply insecure about themselves, about the way they worked and flowed in the world. Now I'm at a point where it's like, <laughs> you could strip me bare, it would look the same, the same inside and out, just with more depth, <laughs> like in all honesty. So I give less of a shit now about the things that don't matter, which is why I'm able to do as many things as I do, right? But that being said... I got to throw a little caveat in here, a little disclosure. You know, it, it, it's work and there are a lot of things happening and I seek help when I need help. And sometimes when I don't. <laughs> sometimes when I don't. And then I sometimes don't ask for help when I should ask for help, which is a whole other thing too. But, you know, it's all, it's all trial and error though. It's all learning. That's the other thing that people don't tell you is, is you have to try. And I think that's the biggest thing with me. And this is why you constantly see me doing things. Um, now I'm at a point where I do things with even more intention than I used to. But at the end of the day, following my impulses, following my interests, following my joy has never led me astray. It might have put me in some tricky situations to have to get out of <laughs> at times. You know, your girl has been saddled, you know, full transparency. Your girl has been saddled with debt for like ages and ages. And like not the kind of debt that sounds responsible. Like I went to college and I, you know, heaped up like hundreds of thousand dollars and hundreds of thousand dollars in school debt. No, this was like me buying. That being said, I'm just like moving over here because I was trying to record something and ended up fucking up. So now we're here. Here we are. It's all a learning curve. That being said, I don't actually know where I was and I'm not going to spend the time to edit what doesn't need to be edited. That's the thing though. Like I don't waste time. This is probably a good segue into what I'm trying to say. I don't waste time on being perfect. I don't waste time trying to be something that I'm not. You know, I used to do YouTube a few years back and I used to sweat YouTube so hard. Like if I jump on YouTube now, it's it's content that I've repurposed. So I am playing with like jumping on in a different capacity, like a more like intimate I even have a background back here so at some point when I feel like I want to do it I do it which is really how I do anything but I remember sweating YouTube so hard I remember wondering like if my hair was pretty enough and if I had like my glasses were not crooked because I was forever in a day always breaking my glasses or bending my glasses if the lighting was perfect if all the things were perfect I would spend hours editing and all this bullshit and what I've come to realize is, like, I don't need to edit myself. <laughs> like, you know, you deal with, you deal with, you deal with what you get. You deal with what you get. You deal with, if there are long pauses, if there are ums, if I say right, like, a million times, like, that, that's, that's who I would be in, in, in person, also, offline. 
you know, I, I think I got to a point where something had to shift because there were so many things that I wanted to do, but I was constantly worrying about the rules all the fucking time. And the thing that I started to figure out was everyone is just playing by their own rules, except they tell you something different because they're performing for you. Like we all perform for each other, right? I mean, I, I stop, I don't do it as much. Uh, even I slip into old habits. The second though you stop trying to be something for other people, even in the way that you talk, the way that you sound, the way that you show up, it's why I'm always on fucking Instagram live. I could be on Instagram live in my goddamn pajamas. I could be, I could be like all dolled up. I could be in some nice clothes. I could be in some shitty clothes. I don't care. I just throw that up and you get what you get. Why? Because I'm secure enough in the fact that like, if you were to meet me offline, this is who I would be. I'm secure enough in the fact that I am me. I'm just being me. Like right now I hear my I hear my family they just came home probably from doing groceries. I hear them in the background. There was a time where I used to sweat talking in front of them. Like I would be recording shit, I would be on YouTube or whatever, I'd be doing stuff and I'd be wondering like what they think about me while I do it. The whole fucking time. Do you know how exhausting that is? How can you create from an authentic place like that? And so, yeah, now they poke fun at me sometimes because they're like, oh, look at you, you motivational speaker. <laughs> and I'm like, damn right. Damn right. You know, y'all, I'm, I'm toying with, on top of everything else I'm doing, I'm toying with getting my life coaching uh, certificate because your girl doesn't have time to spend getting a master's on counseling, but I do want to, like, develop my skills a little bit more. You know, that said, like, I just do, I, I genuinely do what I feel like fucking doing, and I stopped sweating so goddamn much about who would care? You know, I, the other thing too is I would think about this is like, oh, I have this huge footprint online and every day it grows. And by the time this business is like pulling in millions of dollars, the footprint is going to be, you know, miles and miles long. How is like a future partner going to think about this? Like, what is a future partner going to think about this? You know, I want to get married to a man and he's just like, oh, you all up online. You that one of them YouTubers or you one of them podcasters or you want Instagram all the time. And then I was like, but this is what we do to each other. Don't act like that's not you in some way. But this is what we do to ourselves and to each other. Like, we worry all the fucking time about who. Like, the, the metaphorical who, the invisible who of who's going to be watching. And so I got tired. I'm like, yo, if there's... <laughs> when there is a man and when there, I want there to be a fucking man, he's just going to have to deal. He's just going to have to deal. So that's the thing. That's the real tea on that. You know, the, the reality is, the reality is, there's way too much performative shit happening. You know, we're seeing this right now with this movement, this human rights movement. A lot of masks, as my girlfriend Tina just said, I just watched her video, it was so good. A lot of masks are popping off. And we're seeing people in all kinds of lights. And the reason that it's like so shocking is because for so long, you were buying into the lie that things had to look a certain way. And you didn't realize that the person you admired so much was also believing in the lie. They were not just believing in the lie, but because they believed the lie and they took that as their truth, they started perpetuating the lie. They force-fed you that lie and you didn't even know it. And so now when they're being held accountable, you're seeing them in a whole new fucking light. So, you know, <laughs> this is why... I'm excited about this goddamn podcast because you're getting full transparency. It is not, listen, it is not not work. Does that make sense? It's not not work. It's not work. It is work. It's not not work. Yeah. It's work. What I do is fucking work. It's not easy to make multiple four-figure months. 
It's easy in the sense that all I do is me. Like, I decided... You know what it comes down to? It comes down to intention. I decided, like, when I was doing this podcast, I was like, I'm not going to edit shit. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk and see what happens. Because when I speak, I inspire. That's just, like, my baseline standard. When I speak, I empower myself, and therefore I empower others. So why am I going to sit there spending time sweating who's going to hear my unfiltered thoughts? I'm not. So if I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to make my life easy and just put it up as is. So the second I decided to do that, the second I felt a lot more liberated to do more things. Because the time I would spend editing myself, and you can apply this to every area of life, right? This is speaking to Instagram and everything. The, the more time I spent editing my shit out, baggage or not, the more time I waste on not doing the things I actually want to do. And the other key thing here too is, before I do give you some tips, because I will, I will. But the other thing here to remember also is to heal your bullshit. It's one of the reasons why I talk about, and I'll put this up at some point in the podcast because I did do a, a, an Instagram live about it, but writer's block is a funny thing. People who deal with writer's block, because I am a writer, it's one of the things that I do, I'm an author, um, the people who sweat writer's block so much, they don't deal with their own baggage. That's like one of the number one things, besides trusting yourself, that I constantly get on a soapbox for. Heal your fucking baggage. You know, one of the things I grew up hearing all the time is the muse is a fickle bitch. I shouldn't even say all the time because I discovered this in a segment that Nora Roberts did at the Washington Post in 2009. So I was like 15. So not my whole life, but maybe almost half. Almost half. I'm, I'm approaching 30. <laughs> a little too rapidly for my comfort. I mean, I love aging, but there's just something about 30 that wigs me out. That being said, I grew up hearing that and I internalized that and I started to believe something was wrong with me that I couldn't access inspiration whenever I felt like it. And the truth is, the reason I couldn't access inspiration is because the muse doesn't have to deal with her bullshit. Yeah, damn right she's a fickle bitch. Look at all the bullshit she has to deal with on a daily basis. Listen to yourself sometimes. Say the shit that you're thinking to yourself out loud and wonder who, on, who in their right mind would be inspired to create anything. Which is why it doesn't scare me as much also to fucking share this shit unfiltered, to, to get on Instagram Live, to curse like Samuel Jackson, to fucking be on a podcast or, you know, deal with a company, work with brands or, you know, put my books out there, my imperfect, beautiful books. I don't give a shit anymore because I've released expectations about what it means. Like, it doesn't mean anything about my character. You don't like my books. It doesn't mean anything about me. So I get to write, I get to go, you know, reach out to brands, I get to make a shit ton of money, I get to try new things, you know, like a podcast, like opening up a merch shop, which I've never done before, literally did it like over, over the course of this past week, I did it in like three days, I opened it up in just like a, a brainstorm of inspiration, I was like, yep, today's the day, I want to do a merch shop, everything that's happening in the world is just prompting me to channel all of that energy I'm feeling about it, all those emotions I'm feeling about it. And create something. And when I walk through life like that, it doesn't bother me to reach out to people. You know, for this event that I put together for Scrivener, I had to reach out to a bunch of people. You know, many of, I, a few of them I knew. You know, I know, I know Francina obviously really well. I know Naya. I got to meet her um, in March at Texas, Texas Teen Book Festival. And we've kept in touch ever since. She's a delight. And I know Brittany. I did a short fiction collaboration video with her on YouTube. I met her, like, years ago. So, like, I, I've talked to her constantly on and off. 
So, like, I know these people, but then I didn't know Destiny. I didn't know, like, I didn't know Rosh like that either, Roshni. Like, I met her at Texas Teen also, and we, you know, we kept in touch, you know, here and there too. But I didn't know him like that. And Destiny was funny. I just reached out. I'm actually going to, I'm going to share a message that she left me, maybe at the end of this, ep- uh, this episode, and answer her message because she had me dying. But Destiny was a really funny case because I literally just video messaged her. I found her randomly when I was looking for creators that I vibed with. I was like, who else do I really want to give attention to for this and that has something to say, like has stands powerfully, stands up powerfully for what they believe in. And so I literally went with that intention through Instagram and I, I fucking landed on her randomly, video messaged her like, I don't even know what your name is, but who are you? Let's get to talking. I have a cool thing that I want to do with you. <laughs> like, but that is the, that is the, the, that's where the boldness comes from. That's where the confidence comes from. It's that lacking, that lacking of giving a shit, <laughs> like caring so much less <laughs> about bullshit, like balance. Okay, so the reason I say that balance is bullshit is because when I think of balance and when I hear people talking about balancing their lives and doing shit, the thing I hear is you need to, like, have these segmented portions of your life that you try really hard to keep them overlapping. And that doesn't work. You know, like, that's one of the reasons why we get into these situations where, like, people who are creators or creatives and they run businesses, they don't even know what the fuck they're selling or they don't know what the fuck they're standing for, so they're confused about what a brand is. You run into these authors who think, who think, for example, that they aren't running a business, that they're just putting out these books, and then they wonder why they don't sell, because they don't get it. You can't segment your life. You can share parts of your life, but you can't segment your life. You can't just, on the one hand, have your art life, and then you can't have your business life, and then you can't have your personal life. It's all life. It's all art. So the second you release that expectation of having everything organized in its perfect little slots, you're going to feel a lot freer to do more. So I don't balance shit. I don't, I don't consider what I do balance. I consider it harmony. I harmonize with my honest desires. That's what I do. So I really wanted to work with a company. I really wanted to do a, put together this a really amazing event. I'm an amazing Instagram live host. Y'all know me as the once future queen of life, lives. I, you know, y'all call me the mother of lives. <laughs> like, there's a reason for that. I, I come alive when I'm on live streams and I love meeting people and talking to people. Francina once said to me, like, you could be talking to the CEO or you could talk to the janitor. Either way, like, <laughs> there's a there's a popping conversation happening. It's one of my skills. I don't claim to be the smartest person in the room. I don't claim to be the belle of the ball. But I do know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to a conversation. I care about people. I genuinely care and I want to know and I'm curious. And I'm energetic about it. Which makes me dynamic. As my French family would say, we talk about that a lot. But that's the thing. Even going to France, that was a fucking impulse. I just randomly went. Everyone in my life was like, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? What is that about? That's not smart. You don't even know these people. It ended up being the best decision of my life because my gut doesn't leave, doesn't lead me astray. When I want something and at the time I badly wanted a change of scenery so much so that I was willing to sacrifice anything and everything. And I really didn't have to sacrifice all that much. But I also wasn't stupid about it. You know, just because you're following desires doesn't mean 
it's not like in the movies where we see people who like fall madly in love and they lose their common sense like I didn't lose my fucking common sense I'm shaped by my common sense so like when I did this just because I want something doesn't mean like I had fever brain the whole time and just didn't give a shit like I cared about my safety I cared about who I was gonna be rolling with if I was gonna be end up ending up in France like I ain't dumb right desire doesn't make you dumb but you have to want to do things. If you don't want to do them, you don't, you're not motivated. That's actually what my nonfiction book is about. Yes, I'm writing a nonfiction book. I'm writing a nonfiction book. I'm writing a fantasy book. And that's the other thing, too, about balance. And I think this person, like, you know, Deja is a writer. My Many Muse fam, a lot of my muses are creative in some way. They write, they create other things. And the reason that it all works is because I've also released expectations about what writer I have to be. You know, I, I always associated a successful writer as someone like Nora Roberts or even in the indie space where they fast publish or they're, they have a huge backlog and it happens overnight. And I also, you know what, and like what I'm realizing too is I'm someone with five publications under my belt. They may all be short fiction, but they're out there for you to consume from real monies, you know, like they're real things. So I really, and even just setting on that journey of like, publishing short fiction in general which shout out to my long story short crew my course group because yes I'm a course creator like I release really if I think about it expectations about what publishing gets to look like a while ago it's just I started adding new meanings or absorbing other people's meaning about the situation at the wrong point and I started to get in my head and that's why writing has sort of you know hit the back burner or taken me so long now the reason it's so easy is because whether I'm writing 500 words in a day or I'm writing 3,000 words in a day or I write 7,000 words in a week or I write 20 words in a week, I don't give a shit. I'm still a writer. I'm a writer. I write. I write all fucking day long. I just wrote like a an email for an automation sequence I want to do all last night. I don't even know how many words it was, but it was it was writing. I pour a lot of time and effort and energy and heart into my Instagram captions, into my emails, into my books. Like, I, I, I write. I'm a writer. So I don't need to justify writing with a million publications all at once, you know? I get to take my time and enjoy and savor what I'm writing. You know, I wrote a bomb-ass introduction to this nonfiction book. I'm really starting to get into the groove of this fantasy book. Like, it's working. It's going slow. But until that, like, I don't worry about what time means. That's the other thing about balance, I think, that gets lost. It's like, how do you balance it all, do it all, all the things, because we're running out of time. I don't go into that scarcity mode of, like, I'm running out of fucking time. Time is infinite. Time is a fucking tool. Time is a resource. It was a construct that we made up so that we wouldn't have to, like, tell, yell, yell across the fucking farmlands being like, hey, meet me, you know, at the when, when the sun... When the sun's shadow crosses the lemon tree, meet me for dinner at home. No, we were like, oh, I want you to meet me at 6 p.m. Show up at my house so you don't get food. <laughs> like, so we created a tool that we allowed to obstruct us. Like, we confuse it for what it is. So, no, I don't think I'm running out of time. Every year I'm always doing more or doing less. It, it really, it doesn't even, that isn't even what matters. It's just like I'm doing more of what I want. Every year, I'm always doing more of what I want. And so I to make my life easier, I don't worry about it being perfect. I don't worry about who's going to edit what or who's going to do this or who's going to do that. Like, I will find the perfect people to help me bring a vision to life if it is bigger than me. I know that about myself. I know I'm fully capable. I know my been-throughs have really shaped who I am and how I've come through. Does that make sense? 
So that allows me to just do what it is I want. That harmony, though, that harmony aspect comes from being honest about it. And that's where people get caught up. Because you worry about what it means if you are honest. When you speak your truth, you worry about what it means. Who's listening? Who's going to have opinions? And to be honest, you know, I've been doing this shit for a long time. Like, creating shit online for a long time. I was doing this shit back in, like, when I was 12 years old with a fucking Neopets running a guild, okay? Like, (laughs) I mean, taking it back. Then again, when I was, like, 15, 16, 17, you know, professionally book blogging for years and years. And then I stopped doing that. Like, I've, I've, I have a very long footprint on the internet. It's just, I've had many phases and many forms. And for the longest time, I was ashamed of that. But why? I was having fun. I was doing things. I exist, you know, like I have shit. And I don't just exist online. I have a fucking book in my hands that I can hold. You know, I have tangible proof of my being here. Like, I'm obsessed with legacies, if you can tell. Not necessarily the show, even though I did enjoy the show for a little bit. But I'm obsessed with my own legacy. And you should be, too. So for me, it doesn't look like trying to balance all the things. It really doesn't. It looks like following my joy. If you want a tip, that's my tip. Follow Follow your joy. If you follow your joy with less hangups, you walk away feeling a whole hell of a lot more satisfied with your life. So everything that I'm doing is stuff that I want to do. I have a mentorship call in an hour and a half. I'm about to go take a long ass walk to get my exercise in for the day because I want to do that because I want to feel like I'm not out of breath walking down the street. So I'm going to boost up my stamina. I'm going to have my mentorship call. Then it like maybe a half hour after that I'm gonna do a a check-in in my course group long story short with my um, students we have 15 amazing beautiful students who want to give less of a shit about how they publish that's really what this is about I said write publish and sell your short fiction in 90 days what I really meant was write whatever the fuck you want sell whatever you want publish whatever you want so that's where I'm aiming to get these beautiful women to. I'm aiming to get them into a place where they care a whole lot less about how they do things, um, especially when it comes to publishing, because we get way too fucking precious about publication. The problem is that we look at all of these classics, these dead white people who put out these amazing works of fiction or nonfiction or whatever, and it's been touted as like the best of the best, and we run through life thinking that that is like the absolute you know, that's, that's the cap of brilliance. And if we don't reach that bar, somehow we're not succeeding. The fact is, I know, I know what I know. And I write what I know. And I put out what I know. And I put my heart into it. And that is enough for me. That is my success. The fact that I can hold a book in my hands is a success. What is your success? What do you define as your success? That leads you closer. That leads you, that takes you farther when it comes to quote-unquote balance than anything else you could do than any fucking organizational app or Mary you know Marie Kondo in your life like whatever it is it's gonna take you a whole lot farther it's like what do you stand for what are your standards how do you want to live your life who do you want to be what do you actually want to be doing versus what what are you doing right now and, you know, like, I'm, listen, I may, I may fall more into, like, the mindset side of things than anything else because I really believe that mind over matter bullshit. Like, you know, like, when you, when your mind is right, when your, when your head's on right, you get a whole lot more done 
than anything that you could do in the practical sense. But, you know, practicality doesn't have to go out the window either when you want things that might scare the shit out of you. When you want to try things that might require risk and require you to get vulnerable, which in and of itself is a risk. There are practical ways to do things. I think the issue here is you're not even opening yourself up enough to figure out what that is. And there are a lot of people in my life who are like that. And so I have compassion for you. I have empathy for you. But at the same time, it's possible. So I don't have a whole lot of sympathy either. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pity you. No, that's not going to do you any favors. But if you're listening to this right now, thinking and wondering, like, how does she do it all? How can I do more? How can I do these really cool things? It's not about how I did them. Like, you're focusing on the wrong thing. It's not about how. It's about why I did them. And I did them because I wanted to. That's how I harmonized with my life. That's how I, you know, throw up the middle finger to balance. I do what I want to do. If I need help with things, I go out and reach out and ask for help from people who know better than me. I don't stand on ceremony. I don't act like I know it all. I don't make myself untouchable. I make myself approachable. And so people relate to me. And also, I own my fucking brilliance. I have my own areas of, of, of creative genius, as do you. So when I feel into all of those things, and I get like an inspirational download straight from the muse herself, I'm able to do all of it. Now, when I do those things, how I do those things, that's up for discussion, right? Like, that's at my discretion. I don't know. Some days, like today, I wanted, to, I, I wanted to record the podcast. Will I record a podcast every day? No, because then it wouldn't feel easy. It wouldn't feel good to me. But I have it there. It's a space. It's a dedicated space for talking about the things I like and the way I like to do things and how you can do things more like the way you want to. Hence why the podcast is called The Way You Like. So let, let's, let us all be clear here. It's, it gets to be easy, but it's all work. The trick is figuring out whether you want to do the work. That's how you do all the things. That's how you quote unquote balance. That's how you can have more harmony in your life by being honest and showing up from that place. All right. I love you. This has been amazing. I love this podcast episode so much. I don't know about you. If this is you too you love in this podcast, please tag me at Luciano underscore. The way you like also has an Instagram. It's called what you like podcast. Tag, tag, tag away. Tell the humans how good this was, how free you're feeling, what breakthroughs you had. You know, I love you, but spread that love, spread that love because more people need to feel free just like you. Oh my God. Hi, I can leave you a voice memo. This is cool. Anyway, I am so proud of you, and I'm so excited that we're doing this at the same time. This is absolutely wild, and I love it. Anyway, I'm going to watch or listen to your first episode today, so can't wait. Anyway, I thought this would be fun. Okay, bye. Oh, it's Destiny, by the way. I should probably say my name, since apparently I don't do that very much. Oh, 
why I love this girl. <laughs> Again, like I mentioned in this episode, I randomly found her, randomly came across her. She is the bomb.com. Check out her IG stories. They have me rolling. She does these amazing fashion hauls too that I just love and obsess over. And she's always giving me like little fashion tips because I wouldn't call myself fashionally challenged. Is that even a word? Um, but I would definitely consider myself someone who isn't super creative when it comes to fashion. I just like things and I try to put them together. And then what happens is my stylist will help me out and uh, make it look better and also find things that are similar and in the same vibe. She just has a knack for, Destiny does, has a knack for finding shit that works and she looks amazing and I just love her whole energy. If you didn't know, like she's all about body positivity. She is incredible. You can find her at the fat author on Instagram and she's coming out with her own podcast. So that's why I'm also recording this because I want to give her a shout out. She's recording a podcast and the reason that <laughs> so she had we were both dying because when I started this podcast, it was literally around the sign like she's essentially doing it right now too. She's just waiting for some things to fall together. But she sent me her uh logo for the podcast and it was the exact template I used on Canva to create the way you like podcast logo situation cover I guess so it's hilarious you're, you're gonna love her if, if you love me you're gonna love her without a doubt hands down so I'm really excited to actually talk with her also during news at home so make sure you're watching the space at uh at Scrivener app on Instagram so it's Scrivener underscore app because Muse at Home is in full swing. It's starting today with Francina Simone. We've got Naya from Ra Naya Reads and Smiles coming on next week. Brittany from author Brittany Wang the week after. Then Destiny from the fat author. And then following that, we've got Rashni Chakshi, you know, ending things full circle um, in July. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Make sure you're watching Scrivener at, wait, Scri at Scrivener underscore app. For more details, when things are happening, yes, there's a giveaway component. I know, you're welcome. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I'm so excited about it. It's literally taken over my life the last several weeks. It's about revitalizing your creativity. It's about calling the muse home, calling yourself home, really. So I'm going to leave you off here. Look out for the next episode. Cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Love ya.